Surah 
Quran to be revealed. This surah, it begins by saying, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. This here is the praise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you say Alhamdulillah, the Alif and Lam, it is meaning that it encompasses every type of praise. All of the types of praise are for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alhamdulillah. Every praise, every type of that goodness, it is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the Al, when you say Alhamdu, it doesn't just mean the praise is for Allah. It means every type of praise, all of the praises are for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. You affirm the Rububiyyah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he is the Rabb of Al-Alameen. Al-Alameen meaning everything in creation, everything besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the Alameen. Kullu ma Allah. Rabbul Alameen. He is the Rabb of everything in creation. He is Al-Khaliq, Al-Malik, Al-Razq, Al-Muhi, Al-Mumit, Al-Mudabbir. He is the creator, the sustainer, the provider, the one who gives life and death, the one who controls all of the universe. He is the Rabb of everything that exists of all of creation, the universe, the mankind. That is what you are affirming to Allah when you begin and you say, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. That every type of praise is for Allah, the Lord of everything in creation, everything in the universe, all of mankind and all of the universes. This is an affirmation of the Lordship of Allah, an affirmation of the Rububiyyah. And within it is also an affirmation of Al-Uluhiyyah. When you say Alhamdulillah, Allah, the one who has Al-Uluhiyyah, the one who is deserving of the worship alone, just as Allah told us so many times in the Quran, Worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone and do not associate partners with him. So that is the opening. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim. These are two of the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For indeed, 
Allah has many names. In fact, we do not even know exactly how many names Allah has because that is something Allah kept in the knowledge of the unseen from us. That is from the ilm al-ghayb. How many names Allah has? We know some of them. We know some of them in the Qur'an, in the Sunnah. And we do not say that we only know 99 of the names of Allah. That is a big mistake that people have accidentally fallen into in believing that we only know 99 names of Allah, that Allah only has 99 names. That is actually incorrect. And the evidences of the Qur'an and the Sunnah prove it. Allah does not have a restricted number of only 99 names. Allah has more than that and we don't know how many. There are narrations and there are ahadith that prove that. But many, they may make a mistake in misunderstanding a hadith. When Allah said, when the Prophet ﷺ mentioned, إِنَّ لِلَّهِ تِسْعَةً وَتِسْعِينَ اسْمًا مَنْ أَحْصَاهَا دَخَلَ الْجَنَّةِ That indeed Allah has 99 names. Whoever memorizes them, understands them, acts upon them, will enter paradise. This narration may have confused some people into thinking that Allah only has 99 names, and that is not the case. The meaning of the narration is as long as you understand and memorize and practice at least 99 of the names of Allah, then you have this promise of paradise. But as for the exact number, how many are there altogether? Then Allah is the mighty and the majestic. Allah is the all-powerful that has many names that we do not know of yet. On the day of judgment, the Prophet ﷺ, it's mentioned in the hadith, when he rises up from before in front of the throne of Allah, then the Prophet ﷺ says, فَيُفْتَحُ عَلَيَّ حِينَ إِذِنْ On the day of judgment, that on that day I will be become aware of types of praise for Allah that I did not know before. The Prophet ﷺ will become aware of types of praises for Allah that he was not aware of before. And that is in reference to extra names and more names of Allah. Allah told us in the Quran, وَلِلَّهِ الْأَسْمَاءِ الْحُسْنَى فَلْعُوهُ بِهَا That indeed Allah has the most beautiful and perfect names. So call upon Him with those names. So these Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim are two of the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they indicate the meaning and the sifa, the attribute of rahmah. That Allah is the merciful and he shows mercy to his servants. And certainly Allah shows us mercy. Even the kuffar have the general mercy of Allah. The general mercy, 
that Allah gives them food and drink and water and air and homes and clothes. That is the general mercy of Allah even upon them. But as for the believers, the mu'minun, then for them is the specific type of mercy, rahmah khasa للمؤمنين, that Allah guides us, that Allah gives them the guidance to the truth, the guidance to Tawheed, and then in the hereafter enters them into paradise by His mercy. That is for the believers. So these are two of the names of Allah, Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim. And then you have Maliki Yawmiddin, that Allah is the king of the day of recompense, that Allah is in charge of that day of recompense, meaning Allah will hold the people accountable on that day of judgment. He is the one on that day who has all of the authority and nobody else will have any authority for anything. لِمَنِ الْمُلْكُ الْيَوْمَ As it's mentioned, it will be said, To whom belongs the kingdom on this day? To whom belongs the dominion on this day? And certainly on that day, no kings of this world will have anything. The only kingdom and dominion will be for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he will do the judgment and he will hold the accountability upon the people. This ayah puts fear into you. It should put fear into the heart of a believer that Allah will hold the accountability on that day and you will be judged on your actions on that day. So it brings about some fear. But the previous ayah, that Allah is Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim, brings about some hope. And this is the way of Ahl-Sunnah to be balanced between hope and fear, between Al-Khawf and Al-Raja. So you have hope that Allah is the merciful, but you have fear knowing that He will hold everyone accountable upon their deeds. Then you say, إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدُ وَإِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ You alone we worship, and you alone we seek aid and assistance from. This indicates an absolute restriction that you only worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you do not direct your worship to anyone else besides Him. You do not make your dua to anyone else besides Him. You do not slaughter for anyone else besides Him. You do not go and prostrate to the graves of the deceased. You do not go and do tawaf around the shrines. Your dua, your worship, your trust, your dependence, your reliance, Everything is in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so you say, You alone we worship. And you alone we seek the aid and assistance from. This all indicates we are small servants of Allah, in need of Allah, in need of our Creator in need of worshipping him 
and that is the purpose of our creation. As Allah told us in the Quran, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ That I did not create the jinn of the humans except for them to worship me, to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone and to single him out with it because that is what is going to separate the people on the day of judgment. The people of Tawheed and the people of Shirk. Those who die upon Shirk, then for them is the hereafter in hellfire. As Allah mentioned in the Quran, Inna Allah la an That Allah does not forgive you commit Shirk alongside him. But he forgives besides that to whom he wills. So that is the greatest sin, the sin of shirk. So here you say, That you alone we worship and you alone we seek aid and assistance from. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa salatu wa salamu ala ashraf al-anbiya'i wal-mursaleen Nabiyyina Muhammadu ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Fa'ibadallah We are looking now at the great importance of Surah Al-Fatiha and the great and tremendous meanings that are within it We have looked at the beginning now Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim Maliki Yawm al-Din إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين إهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم The next section of Al-Fatiha You are making dua to Allah Asking Allah for guidance إهدنا الصراط المستقيم Asking Allah for the guidance Hidayatul Irshad Dalala and Hidayatul Tawfiq that you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to show you the straight path, to show you the sunnah and to keep you away from the bid'ah, to show you tawheed and to keep you away from shirk, to show you that straight path and to open up your heart to accept that straight path and to be upon that straight path up until you die. Just as Allah mentioned, that Allah will make firm those who believe in this world and in the hereafter. Firm upon that straight path, firm upon the Quran and the Sunnah, Firm as one of the Muwahidun, the people of Tawheed. So in every raka'ah you are praying, you're asking Allah to give you guidance and to keep you guided upon that straight path. So do we think and ponder over what we are saying? Guide us to that straight path. But which path exactly? 
to the path of those whom you have blessed, to the path of those whom your blessings are upon, and who are those whom the blessings of Allah are upon, the ones whom you wish to be like, then they are certainly the prophets and the truthful ones and the righteous and the martyrs, those great and righteous individuals of that nature, they are the types of people you want to be alongside. Alongside the prophets and Nabiyyin and Siddiqin, the prophets and the messengers and the truthful ones and the martyrs and the righteous. These are the likes of those whom Allah has blessed. They are the ones whose path you want to be upon to. So you make dua in every raka'ah, asking Allah to place you upon that path. And then at the end, you make dua asking Allah to keep you away from the wrong paths. And that's why you say, اِهْدِنَ الصِّرَاطَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ صِرَاطَ الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمْتَ عَلَيْهِمْ not upon the path of those whom your anger is upon, and neither upon the path of those who went astray. Who are the ones whom Allah's anger is upon? They are the ones who have knowledge. Alibu walam yamalu. They have knowledge, but they do not act upon their knowledge. So they are the ones whom Allah's anger is upon. Like the Jews who had knowledge, but they concealed that knowledge and they did not act upon that knowledge. And then also those who went astray and were misguided, they are the ones who did their actions but upon ignorance. They did their actions and their worship but upon jahl, upon ignorance they did their worship, not upon the guidance and the revelation of Allah. And so they went astray like the Christians. You make dua in every raka'at you pray, asking Allah to keep you on the straight path and to keep you away from those types of people who either have knowledge but do not act upon it or are ignorant trying to worship Allah with no knowledge. You do not want to be upon those characteristics. You want to be upon the way of the prophets who had knowledge and acted upon that knowledge because this whole religion, Al-Islam, it revolves around yaduru ala al-ilm wal-amal. That it is everything revolving around knowledge and actions. And that is the way of the believer. The way of the believer is to gain knowledge of his religion and to act upon it. So these are some of the brief meanings that you find in Surah Al-Fatiha. These are the meanings that we should all already know. Every day we are reading it. Every day we are hearing it. 
Then do we focus and understand in every rak'ah we pray what it is we're saying and what it is what it is we're making du'a for? Certainly we should know. A person who does not know, he will not get the real impact of his prayer. But a person who understands these things, then when you pray and you focus, that is when you will get the real impact of your prayers. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us from those who have an understanding of these affairs and we have the real impact and the sweetness of Iman from our worship. Wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam.